Greetings and salutations and welcome back to another episode of Something with Tim. I am Tim. This is something and this is episode 86. Episode 86, folks. Oh, lucky 86. What's lucky about 86? Um, hmm, funny you should ask. Let's see, in 1986, the New York Giants won the Super Bowl. And in 1986, the New York Mets won the World Series. So, basically, it was my entrance into fandom. I was very lucky to be at a young, impressionable age. And, um, you know, I was looking for, I guess at the time, I didn't know it, but I was looking for teams to be passionate about and teams to root for. And it just so happened in the same year, the Giants won the Mets one, making me a Giants fan and then making me a Mets fan. And you know what? Uh, I mean, it's been roses ever since, I guess. Lots of gray hairs. Um, it was good being a Giants fan in the early part, up until about 2012, 2013, when they really started um, shitting the bed, as they say. And but I mean, up until then, we had uh, we had another world, another Super Bowl win in 1990, and then one in 2008, 07 or 08, and then we had one in a uh, in 11. So no, was it 08? Maybe I was a little... I should probably look that up. I would say maybe 06, 07, or 07. And then again, we had one over in... Uh, both against the Patriots. The Mets, on the other hand, won in 86, went to the World Series in 2000, and then went to the World Series again in 2015. Which also saw the New York Rangers going to the Stanley Cup Final in 2015. So, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting times. But here we are at episode number 86. Um, God, I'm trying to think. It had to be, I'm trying to think where I was, where I was living at. I believe, I don't think I was in Norfolk when uh, the Giants won. I think I was in, uh, I think I was in Virginia Beach. So that had to be 07. Oh, please. Well, who cares? I should have, uh, I should have done this before I started. Look that up. I'm not sure where I was living. That's usually, that's usually my my uh, my benchmark for when events happen here. I've moved down here in O2 and then, you know, I usually use sports to remember when I did shit. Like we got Bobo, Bodog, Bocevius Rhapsody, Bo T Dog. Um We got him in 05. How do I remember that? Because I remember the White Sox won the World Series and that was 05. So like I remember things according to sports. That's usually, um, that's a good thing. That's a good way to remember things. I remember I was reading somewhere. I'm not sure where it was. Um, maybe it was in the actual book itself. When you're writing an autobiography. <laughs> writing an autobiography. Writing a biography. Or memoir. If you're doing that, it's good to remember shit at 10 year intervals. Because that's when you can kind of measure, you know, important things that happen in your life. Like 8 years old, you, you, your, your first day of school. You know, 18, you're... You're a teenager, fresh out of high school. 28, uh, you're an adult and you're trying to figure shit out. 38, you got a kid still trying to figure shit out. 48, you have polyps. <laughs> and you're still trying to figure shit out. That's how, I'm, that's how I think I would write my bio. Uh, for example, I mean, you're not going to remember everything 
you've ever hap- have had happen to you off the top of your head. But if you're asked for a specific time frame, I can give you events around that time, hence biography. I don't need to write a biography because I'm doing a podcast. This is the story of my life. It's happening in real time. So when I can go back and listen to the master tapes, the master recordings, I can go then then it would be a biography. But this is action path. This is happening in the moment. There's no edits here. I don't stop and rewind, do it over again. You don't know how many times I do shit over unless I tell you. Like today, did shit over twice. Because there's so many wires underneath my console here. And I'm, I was just, I don't know, I'm tired of seeing them. And they have to, I mean, I on this, on this console, I have about one, two, three things that would need power and be plugged into a wall. There's got to be eight cords down here. There wasn't. It was just the three cords, but there's a lot of cord. So it's just bunched up down there. So I, I started doing that. That stopped. Then I, re- then I redid it. So that was a false beginning. And then there was something else. Oh, yeah. I just had to get my pitch wasn't right. My beginning. I didn't care much for my voice cracked. I'm a perfectionist. Which is not a good thing. So, yeah. I'm going to write a bio. But I don't need to worry about dates. Well, I had to start, obviously, when the podcast started. What am I talking? I'm not going to write a bio. I'm not gonna, I, who wants to read what, I, what happened to me? I expect you to listen to it. What am I talking about? I should, probably stop, I should probably stop right there. I really should. Well, the parents were in town. Let's veer off that subject. My parents, uh, the, my parents came to town. They stayed uh, out there in Sandbridge, you know, near me. That is a drive, by the way. Sandbridge from where I live. It's about 35, 40 minutes. And it got me thinking, when I had first lived down here for the first couple of years... I actually lived in Norfolk, and they still came down here. And um, I would still have to drive. And Norfolk is about 15, 20 minutes from where I live. So it's about an hour back in the day that I would drive to and fro to see my, to see my, uh, visiting, my visiting family. I miss living in Norfolk. And I'll tell you one thing. That is one of those things, one of those areas that down here, I think, is misrepresented. When you hear Norfolk... And you're and you live down here. You're like, ugh, Norfolk. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm here to say, yeah, Norfolk. There are very few nice parts of Norfolk. You know, some some area like Chesapeake. Lots more nice places than seedy places. Virginia Beach is about fifty fifty. You got your nice and you got your seedy. Suffolk, you got your farms. Portsmouth, you got your ghetto. Norfolk, you got your inner city. I mean, you have your rich and your poor all in the same area. And there's a whole bunch of nice things out there in Norfolk. First of all, Old Dominion University is there. And then you have the Ghent area, which actually, where I used to live, where I wanted to go back and live, but I've heard is now being overrun by homeless and other vagrants. But there's a nice part of Ghent called West Ghent, across the road from East Ghent. And that's still nice. That's very rich. I could never make it there. So, um, but then they also have downtown. And they were going to have a casino there very shortly in 2023 in like two years. A casino on the Elizabeth River. It's an up-and-coming metropolis. Of course, there are people down here. It's adorable. There are people that live here. 
and have lived here their whole life, who when they when they think of Norfolk, they think of like, this is my city. It's not really a city. It's not. It's the skyline's a joke. I mean, they don't even have much of a skyline. I think the tallest building, like 35 floors, 30, 38 floors. You know, it's pathetic. But it's our pathetic. And that's all that matters. It's like Roanoke. Actually, no, Roanoke is bigger and nicer because it's in the mountains. I mean, I'd love to live in, live in Roanoke. You know, at the end of the day, Virginia in and of itself, probably one of the more beautiful states in the Union. Very picturesque. Lots of valleys and mountains. Beautiful in the fall time. Kind of murderous in the summer. Not a big fan of the summer heat down here. But in the fall time with the, with the foliage. Oh. And me, I love some foliage. I'm a big fan of the fall foliage. So yeah, Norfolk. I'm going to move back there. If I, if I win the lottery, I'll get a nice big house in West Kent. Or one of those ridiculous condos that's down in downtown Norfolk. I have no idea who's buying those. I'm not sure who, 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 who but they, I mean, there are people living them, you know. But I don't know who these people are. But I like it. But it was good to see the fam. It was good to see the fam. We got, um, we went out, me and the Broham and Papa, we all went out on Wednesday. It's good to get out. I got to get out. You need guy time. Men need fellowship. I've been saying this forever. It's important for the male psyche. They need fellowship. You got to get out with your friends. I'm not saying that, you know, because women, you know, tie you down or family ties you down and nothing like that. Those things do happen. They you do get tied down and you have to remember your true self. You got to hang out with the men's. You got to have dude time. Fellowship. I'm telling you. I know what I'm talking about. So me and the Broham and Papa, we went out. To do some karaoke at a place called um, Dockers. Holy smokes. You know, there is some hole in the wall places. But what I love about it, that's why I told Eileen what this place needs, the queen. She knows it. Every good area needs a dive bar. A bar where only a certain ilk are allowed there. And they're welcome there. And they have fun there. And this is what Dockers was. It was for the karaoke crowd, the folks who don't give a shit what other people think of them. You know, it's just perfect. It was perfect. I loved it. I had a great time. Um, I didn't drink. I drank, but I didn't. I, like I said, I don't booze. So I was just, it was just enough to coat the vocal cords. You know, make sure the vocal cords were okay. But uh, had a great time. But one person didn't have the best of times. And that was my broham. He drank. Way too much. He was the kind of drunk that you get, I think. I still can't tell if he was drunk or faking. I can't figure it out. Um, fake your sake? Yeah, believe me. I wouldn't put it past the guy. But he maybe he wasn't. I'm just going to describe how he was. He didn't, he was just He was just gone. He used to have like five or six shots of Jameson's beer. There's no reason to get that, there's no reason to get that wrecked. Not really for in the moment. I'm talking more about your quality of life the next day. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to feel the next morning and into the next day is what I'm worried about as I get older. He didn't give a shit, whatever. But he was bombed. And my brother doesn't know how to hand his al- handle his alcohol either. And the problem with my brother, and I would say this to his face, but the problem with my brother is 
Not enough people tell him the way it is. They just, oh, you know, it's Kevin. Let him do it, you know. No, man. Sometimes people have got to be told, yo, stop being a dick. Cut it out. You know, sometimes that needs to happen. People need that shit to be kept in line. Yo, cut the shit. You know what I mean? No one tells my brother that. Therefore, things like last Wednesday happen. He walks around, well, I feel like crap. Well, you know what? I don't feel bad for you. Because you knew this going in. You're a grown-ass man. You knew last night, hey, what's the point? You were the only one drinking like this. It's one thing if you're out with your buddies and you're all pounding beers and doing shots. But, you know, my dad was drinking Budweiser Zero, which apparently is the new O'Doul's. Um, and I was just drinking, uh, you know, a little vodka soda there. It tastes like hard seltzer. And, you know, that's why I drink it. But my brother over there, he's eating shots. He's drinking beers. You don't know, feel bad for you, man. And that's the problem. No one tells him, yo, cut the shit. I remember one time we were in Philadelphia for a family men's weekend. Going back to the fellowship clip. And... Oh, I got wrecked. I mean, I think me and my brother, I think a lot of, lot, we were responsible. It was a while ago. Gotta be, gotta be before 2010. Maybe 15 years ago. I, I hope it's not that long ago. Um, and we went there and it was terrible. I remember I got so drunk on Fireball. I don't know why. And it, it was so bad that we were in a hotel room. Uh, it was all of us, all the, all my uncles and my grandfather and my dad and my brother were all in the hotel room watching some kind of bullshit. But I was so drunk, the room was spinning, and I was very cognizant of that. And I said, man, I don't want to yak on the floor in this hotel room with my grandfather present. That's where I draw the line, you know? I didn't want to be that drunk. That I mean, I didn't want to do that. That's something you don't live, you don't need, he doesn't outlive that, and you don't outlive that. You, that you carry that for the rest of your days. So I was like, oh, man, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got up. I stumbled to my room. Thank God I knew my room was right next to the elevator. Because otherwise, I, did, I had no recollection of a room number. And uh, I passed out. Next morning, I wake up. And I run into my brother in the hallway of the hotel. And he's telling me, me my uncle wants to see me and him in his room. Immediately. And I was like, oh, shit, what? There's no way I did anything wrong. Because what I remembered was the dizziness, the room spinning, the the horrific walk to, down the hall. You know, and that's it. I didn't remember, recall doing anything that I would regret. I thought I was very responsible. But now I'm going to meet an uncle who wants to see me and my brother in his room immediately. And I'm like, shit, I must have done something wrong. We go in there. We sit down on the bed. Uncle Kevin, he's a very stern man when he wants to be. And he asks me and my brother who charged alcohol to his room last night at 2.30 in the morning. And I knew it wasn't me, but my brother, my broham, Mr. Maturity, he sold out my other uncle within in a second. Told him it was him, it was him. And that was it. Like He didn't even like try to hide it. He's like, nope, this is, this is what happened. So I learned a lot that day. I learned a lot that weekend. I learned that... I learned that 
um, fireball whiskey will cause you to be sick for a good three to four days after ingestion. Because I was ill. I couldn't eat. I just wasn't. My stomach was shot. That stuff is like gasoline. I learned that. I also learned that when it comes to a pinch, your brother will sell you out in a second. Because he did. My uncle. No doubt. Not like, oh, man, I have no idea. Because that's what I did. Because I really didn't know. And even if I knew, I would be like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. That's who. That's the kind of person I am. Not my brother. You pussy. Anyway, that's that's where we're at. That was uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. They got home. Got home. I felt like shit that day. That was just not a, not a good time. Not a good time at all. But you know what? You learn. You live and learn. I never had a drop of uh, of whiskey. I'm sorry. I, well, I haven't had a drop of whiskey in a while either. But I haven't had. Fireball since that night. So whenever that was, that was the um, that was the tail end of it. Never again did I have that. So jeez, let's drop this. Thank God it wasn't open. What is this? Oh look at that. Just dropped the uh, some nail polish on the floor, but it wasn't open. Lorelai has all kinds of nail polish. She loves nail polish. She loves uh, all the different colors. I think she might like the smell of it too. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, this one right here I dropped because she gave it to me. It's in my studio to keep me company. It's the same color as the walls in here. Therefore, she thinks that I appreciate the color. Um, but it's called Big Daddy. Big Daddy. That's your nail polish. What color is that? Big Daddy. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? I'll put some on my toenails. I didn't mind. I used to have, uh, she used to, um, she has put nail polish on my toenails. I have had toenail polish. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do believe that, you know, I think it's weird that men, you know, I understand I understand nail polish. Women like to, you know, look nice and feminine. That's great. You know, dudes that wear nail polish, kind of weird to me. Although, I will say, I did do it for like three or four weeks back when I was a youngin. Maybe 18, 19 years old, I would put black nail polish Hold on, this is how cool I was. I would put on black nail polish on um, my index finger and my pinky finger on both hands. So when I would go to a show or if I was at a rock con or if I was just being a dick uh, and I would do like the uh, devil horns at a rock show, you'd see the two black fingernail tips. Yeah, it, what a badass I was. But I, used to, I, did that for like, I did that for like a week. No, a month. Easy a month. I knew it was a couple of days because... I do recall my um, my parents saying something about it, saying how much they hated it. And now that I'm a parent, I, I know that when you do that, that's going to cause the kid to be like, oh, yeah, you hate it? Now I'm going to paint everything black. It was black nail polish. My dad brought up a great point because you look like you slammed your, your finger in car doors. You know, you get the blood blister underneath your nails. That's a reach. But once I understood it, I was like, yeah, it kind of does. But, like, no, not really. So, um... But toenails, you know, I let Lorelai do it because no one sees it. And everyone always says you should be in touch with all sides of your of your being, right? When you want to be your one true self, you have all kinds of sides. You keep them guessing, right? Or don't don't like doesn't men don't don't men have a feminine side, and women have a masculine side? There's certain things about men that might be feminine. People that like to take care of themselves or wax their 
<laughs> body? Is that like getting in touch with your feminine side? I would think that when my when Lorelai w- would would paint my toenails, that was me uh, getting in touch with my feminine side, which is okay because you have to do it somehow because that really that helps you in the long run. You're accepting. You're accepting yourself. You're accepting everything about yourself, and you're loving yourself. I mean, I'm really. I think I'm making too much. I think I'm looking too much into this. Like I'm trying to figure out: does does the queen have a masculine side? I would say yes. I would say when she tries to uh, fix things or when she wants to put things together. Like if we get something that needs to be put together, she loves it. She dives right into it. That's her getting in touch with her masculine side. I hope this isn't making me a masochist. But I think that's what that means. Could be. I don't know. But I get in touch with my feminine side uh, when I have my, my daughter paint my, uh, paint my toenails. So that's me. That's me. Not right now. Currently, no nail polish on there. And, and, but it's great because having a daughter, having a kid in general, because she, well, I remember one time she was doing my nails and she was complimenting how wonderful my feet were. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? These things are awful looking. They're bent, they're misshapen. And this one's like, oh, daddy, your feet are marvelous. Well, yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. I'll give you your Halloween candy, which is almost gone, by the way. It is November the 16th, 16 days, 15 days to get all that candy out of here. You don't have any events on your calendar for today. Oh, thank you. I guess my Apple Watch heard me say the date. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's talking to me. I had nothing scheduled for today. But yeah, 15 days to get rid of the Halloween candy. The queen actually emptied out what wasn't being eaten. That have been there in a while. I think there was a, uh, there was a generic, uh, there was a generic bar in there that said nougat and chocolate on the goddamn label. That's like, oh, this is what it is. What the hell's in here? Nougat and chocolate. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. But those are all gone. So I think all that's left is some Skittles and some Starburst. Single Starburst, not in the fucking packs. There's all two packs. Just a single Starburst. I chucked those. The single Hershey Kiss? Come on, man. That might be the one that's laced with the LSD. I should have eaten it. I really should have eaten it. <laughs> oh, getting on. Uh, moving on to sports. Sports. Let's get, as we round as we round things out here. Let's get into, uh, let's get into sports. And as of today, a couple of hours ago, we're going right into baseball. The New York Metsies, my Mets, the one that I started the program talking about, winners of the 1986 World Series, New York Mets, they, um, they offered a qualifying offer to Noah Syndergaard, our uh, prize pitcher who went into Tommy John, got, went and got Tommy John, then got rehabbed and all this other fun stuff. We rehabbed him last year, and he hasn't pitched since, golly, I think since... Uh, Early 2020? Maybe not even then? Anyway, we gave him an offer, and he said, here's your offer, up yours, I'm going to Anaheim. Signed a one-year, $21 million deal with the Anaheim Angels. And that one hurt. Because I'm like, man, if there was one question mark area that we needed to short, that we needed to make sure that we fixed, you know, soon, or got to jump on it, was pitching. 
And right away, we lost a pitcher. So, I mean, it's bad because we rehabbed him and all that. But it's also good because, you know, he would have been, he, he wouldn't have been as effective right away. Well, he only pitched 45 pitches and it's, and it's 51 degrees out. Let's pull him. You know what I mean? Like, they would have to use him with kid gloves. And we really can't, you know, we can't afford it this year. We want to get right to it. We want to get out there and start winning right away. So, uh, kind of, I've come kind of okay with it, but... A little sad, only for the fact that we did all the work and we can't reap the benefits. That's just me. Mm. Today's beverage is a latte. A regular latte. Just latte, some almond milk, a couple of, couple of stevias. Pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. And we are naming a GM uh, also. Maybe that's why we haven't signed anyone or couldn't sign Noah because there was no GM to fucking talk to him. So that's, uh, that's happening. Look, we got some guy named Billy Epler. Oh, Billy. And uh, I think that's what uh, that's what I heard. Haven't been confirmed. Has not been confirmed um, quite yet. Also, uh, Giants had a bye week. They come back this week. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll win a few games. Maybe we'll make a playoff push. I don't think so. The NFC is wide open. The NFC, uh, I would have won some money last night if I would have gambled. Because I had a good feeling about the 49ers winning at home. And I don't gamble yet because I don't have... I, I just don't like to gamble because I don't want to lose money. But I would have won money last night. I guess you can't lose money to make money. Is that how you work in gambling? You got to lose money to make money. Okay. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Nothing else. Football covered. Hockey back. Baseball. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing else. I think that's everything. I think I've done a good job today. I'm liking the uh, two pods whenever. I It's not really two pods a week. It's actually a pod whenever I'm ready to do a pod. And that's uh, that's also good. And I think, uh, I think I'm going to keep on doing it. I love it. It's good for the brain. It's good for the soul. And it's good for your ear holes. Getting, uh, getting all these, uh, all these uh, words that I'm putting into it. So I thank you. As always, don't forget to check out our sponsor... Maestro's Classic, Beard Care, Beard Wash, Beard Oil, Beard Butter, and uh, The Perfect Gene. Go check out The Perfect Gene as well. It's the perfectgene.ny. Perfectgene.ny. .ny? Duke, you're useless. Check them out, The Perfect Gene. I, I just got them last year. And they're, they're the greatest jeans I've ever worn. They're so comfortable. They make, they make me look hip. And it makes you, makes you feel pretty good, too. So check them out. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll contact them and make them a new sponsor. But the old sponsor is definitely Maestro's Classic. Check them out when you're wondering, damn, how great did you, how did you get your beard to look like that? Right? That's how you say it? Damn. God damn. That's how I want someone to greet me next time. Hey, Tim, what's going on? God damn, look at that beard. I appreciate that. Until next time, I love y'all. Bye-bye.